What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. How are you guys doing? Happy Friday. Shout out to everybody that made it to this week. God is good, ain't he? He brought us this far. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Let's get into today's outfit, okay? Um, Just a regular dress, maxi dress, mid-length dress. I don't know what to call this. I thrifted this. If y'all are not thrifting, you're sleeping on the thrift store. Yesterday's outfit was thrifted. This one's thrifted. A lot of my outfits are typically thrifted because I don't have the patience to shop online. I fucking hate shop. First of all, did we finish the outfit? I think y'all got a good look at the outfit, right? Cute, sexy, fun. Love the colors. Green is popping. Orange is popping. Those might be my go-to colors for the fucking summer. If you're listening on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube so you can get a good look, good look, good look. Um, so as I was saying, I hate shopping online. I hate shopping online primarily because, and I talked about it with April a little bit, it's just... For one, I need to see how the clothes fit. It's overwhelming as fuck shopping on sites, especially like Shein. Like, damn, who wants to sit through 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pages? I can't do it. And it's frustrating because every time I think, every time I tell myself when I'm on these sites, like, okay, this is going to be the last page. I'm just, I'm just fucking conned into going to the next page. Like, I can't help but to keep going because I don't want to miss out on a cute item. Online clothing sites got to either limit the options or organize it better because it shouldn't be this hard for me to find pieces that I like, pieces that fit me. Why the fuck does everything that I wear not fucking fit? Like, I'm just now growing into, like, my extra smalls, my extra small clothing. This time last year, I was not fitting my extra extra small clothing well. Like, it was still loose on me. I hate it. They make clothes nowadays for women with BBLs. And I get it. BBLs are the hot trend. But what about us natural body women? What about us small girls? And another thing. I saw somebody on TikTok saying, I don't know if it was TikTok or Instagram. I don't know where I saw it. But I saw someone saying that they intentionally purpose smaller. They intentionally purchase smaller shirts to hold their breast upright, whatever, whatever. I get it, but like, hello. Some of us need those extra smalls and those smalls. Leave them for us, okay? You guys can fit into our clothes, but we can't fit into yours. Leave the clothes for the smalls. I'm here to represent for the small girls until I get bigger than small. I'm on my way to thick, thick. So soon enough, I'll stop advocating for the small girls. But until then, if you know you a size large, stay in a large. You can fuck around with the medium, but don't touch the smalls and the extra smalls because we are already struggling enough. I don't know why every time I go shopping, all that's left is larges and mediums. But when I look around, most people don't give small, which is cool. I feel like I'm a lot smaller than most. I used to be, let me say. Whatever. At the end of the day, I always seem like I'm smaller than everybody. It always seems like I'm smaller than everybody else. Yet when I go shopping, all the smalls are gone. The math ain't mathing. Get your size and stick to it. Okay? Body positivity. Love what you love. But also, leave clothes for the girls that need them. Anyways, y'all, get to the thrift stores. Because thrift stores have hot and popping clothes. I love it. Um, Yeah, it never really grossed me out that I was wearing other people's clothes. Like, I don't give a fuck. And you know what? When you go shopping at a regular store, chances are you're wearing something that someone already wore and returned, which is even worse because I know some people that'll wear some shit the whole night and then return it. I have definitely done that before. I think everybody's done that before, right? I don't know. Ew, I saw the grossest fucking post today and it was about a woman that forces her family to share bath water. So the whole family is bathing with bathing with the same bath water the whole fucking day. 
I don't think I need to explain to you guys why that's gross, but she calls herself being cheap. That's not cheap, that's dirty. But I do do cheap things, and one of those cheap things being that I definitely have purchased clothes, wore them for the night, and took them back. Keep the tag on it, they in good condition, good as new. Um, I will never fake, like I am rich, funky, and flexing. Y'all know one thing that I do do, and I think that this is a good tip for anybody that's in, um, anybody that wants to make like fashion content for social media. I actually won a gift card, which I got to get into giveaway. I really don't got to get into giveaways, but I participate in giveaways on Instagram, right? Uh, anytime I see somebody doing a giveaway for something that I like, I am quick to tag my friends. Except when I, this is what I wanted to say. When I tag my friends, I tag people that I know ain't going to engage with the giveaway. I tag people that I know ain't going to want the shit in the giveaway, right? Just so that it heightens my chances. But anyways, I won a giveaway earlier this year and it was for a Zara gift card. So I used the Zara gift card and I purchased, I don't know, I don't remember how much money was on the gift card. I think it was like 200 bucks. I don't know. I used, I maxed out the gift card, right? Got the clothes, took my pictures, returned the shit and kept doing it until I think I did it for like three months. And that helped me get my content out a lot faster and have more content. That's just a quick pro tip. Again, I will never fake and flex like I ain't got it. Do what you can with what you have. If you only got $20 in the store, accept returns. Take your pictures, take it back, and keep it up until you can't. Or you can thrift. Okay, boom. Speaking of content, you guys, I feel like this is also an important tip to share. Repurpose your content. As a content creator, it can get overwhelming. We're constantly trying to keep up with the trends. We're constantly trying to post shit. We're constantly trying to stay relevant because the algorithms be fucked. But I'm here to say, repurpose the shit that you got. Y'all see, I take this um, clip right here, this video, whatever, and I'll put it on Instagram. I'll put it on TikTok. I'll put it even on Pinterest. I'll even sometimes put it as a YouTube short. You don't got to constantly recreate content, just repurpose content. So repurpose your content. Don't stretch yourself out. Do what you do what you can with what you have. That's enough. Y'all know my mantras. All right. I constantly repeat them to you guys so that you guys can follow along with me on this journey to living a life like we want, living my life like it's golden, living my life like it's, it's golden, and thank you. So, yeah, that's just another pro tip today. Y'all have got a couple of pro tips today. Y'all know I don't drink. I do not drink at all. But when I do drink, I don't know if anyone else can relate. I am a drunk speech giver. I am filled with love naturally, normally, sober. I'm a loving person. And I love, y'all hear it all the time. I love all my friends. I love my family. I love, I love, I love, I love. Drunk me lets it out. I know everybody has that one friend that when they get turned up, when they get turned up, they start professing and proclaiming the love that they have for everybody in the room. I'm that friend. I feel like I'm that friend for everything. I'm always telling y'all, I'm that friend this, I'm that friend that. Look, there's two sides of me. Drunk me can either want to box a bitch. I never had to fight, though. But drunk me could also want to, not even could also want to, will most definitely tell everybody that they love them. I love you guys. You guys are great. I say it every time. Sometimes I cry. I've been doing it ever since I started drinking alcohol. I'm just filled with love, and I can't help but to say what the fuck I want to say. And what I want to say to everybody is, I love you guys. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. How are you guys when you guys are drunk? I feel like the whole me wanting to box, like me wanting to fight when I'm drunk, is very rare. It's just a once in a while thing. I'm really not a fighter, you guys. Like, I really am not. Like, there's not a violent bone in my body. Wishful thinking, right? Okay, so let's start with an advice column submission today. 
It is actually going to be a Reddit, but I want to keep at the forefront of your guys' minds that I do give advice. So if you need advice, give me a call. 240-587-3186. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. You can also click the link down below in the description box or the link in my Instagram bio that'll take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission. My Instagram is at Constance the Pod. By the way, dear Constance, do I tell this guy his girlfriend is cheating on him? So this girl I've known for a few months have been, excuse me. So this girl I've known for a few months has been messing around and she told me how much she likes me and misses me, etc. Come to find out she's been dating this guy I had no idea about. I feel freaking terrible because that's not who I am. And I wouldn't want someone to tell me, should I tell this fella? I have no idea who he is, but my gut is telling me that I should. I think you can tell them if you have no interest in messing with a girl and you weren't messing with the girl. Um, I don't see any wrong in telling them. But personally, if my friend came to me with this question, I would say, girl, that's not your business. Just don't reply, don't respond, don't engage, keep it moving, keep it pushing. I have never gone out of my way to tell anybody that they nigga or girlfriend was cheating or trying to cheat. Not my business. I just don't think it's your business and anything to get involved in. And I think you just make sure you're doing your part by not getting involved at all. But like I said, I don't see a problem in saying anything. I just don't see why you would say anything. But if it's in your heart to say something, say something. Like, you're not in the wrong for either decision. Whether you tell or you don't tell, I think you can pick and choose. I just personally wouldn't because it's not my business. What I do do, when somebody hits me up, right, and they have a girlfriend, I I am liable. I'm liable. If I know who the girlfriend is, I'm liable to send them a picture of their girlfriend. I am liable. I'm also liable to not respond. I'm also liable to say you have a girlfriend, period, and just keep it moving and pushing. That's it. I have never gone to anybody and said, hey, your partner is cheating on you, trying to cheat on you with me. Have I? No, that's just not in my character. I just think that that's like, I want to say overstepping boundaries, not even overstepping boundaries. That's just getting into somebody else's business. I don't do that no more. I do not get in people's business because I don't need anybody saying, well, Constance said, and now it's all on you. So keep that in mind too. If you cool with the person ratting you out, because they might, and you cool with not having any connection with the girl that's cheating, then all right. So I just wouldn't get in it. It's just too much, you know? What do y'all think? Leave a comment down below. I think that's how I've answered it. Follow your gut if you want to tell, but I wouldn't tell. I would just not engage with the girl at all, completely cut off connection and let her know, girl, you got somebody. Y'all comment down below what y'all would do. I'd love to hear it. And again, if you need advice, give me a call. 240-587-3186. How do y'all feel about being a side bitch? Y'all ever been a side bitch? I have definitely been a side bitch. I used to be cool with being a side bitch. Quote, unquote, cool. I would be the side bitch knowing that I'm the side bitch. Because I feel like that's what people do. I feel like when you're the side bitch, you know you the side bitch. Like, that's something they've got to let you know so that you don't overstep your boundaries. And so the side bitch gets to decide, am I fucking with somebody that has a girlfriend or am I not? And I would choose to do it I definitely would I actually used to have the mindset that if you are the side bitch you're winning because you get to choose and you know if this person is your fucking like you're winning because you know that this person is not actually committed to you nor are they committed to the other person the person in the relationship right that doesn't know that they're being cheated on thinks that they have the best partner in the world so as a side bitch you have the upper hand right that's what I would say. But now I'm thinking to myself, and honestly, just being real with who I was back then, I would convince myself that I was okay with it, deep down knowing that I wasn't okay with it. So I was never actually winning, but I wanted to convince myself that I was winning. But at the end of the day, it was just me being involved with somebody that really ain't shit, that's fucking with somebody, and unfortunately, she don't know that they ain't shit. So 
I'm competing with somebody over some shit. It's just nonsense. You know, I don't do the side bitch thing. I don't even get the point of having a side bitch. I don't even really condone the casual dating of 10 people, but I've never had the opportunity to do it. The reason I don't condone it is because again, I just can't do it. Like I need to focus on one person and one person only, even with the whole being a side bitch. When I was a side bitch, side chick, side bitch just sounds so harsh. The B word is that kind of hurt me today to say anyways, when I was on the side, I was just so unhappy and constantly trying to get that person to fuck with me, thinking that I was really in competition. But as a side bitch, you're not really in competition. You're not even on the roster, bitch. You not, haven't even made tryouts, girl. You just a prospect coming to watch. And sometimes I'll acknowledge you on wave because, hey, you get what I'm saying? Don't do it. Don't do it. But honestly, everybody in the situation is fucked. From the person dating, the person that is doing the cheating, the side bitch, and the girl that's getting cheated on. But the only reason the person that's getting cheated on is fucked in the situation because like, cause it's like, damn girl, you can't identify that this person is cheating. But I don't know how easy it is to identify whether or not somebody's cheating because I've never been cheated on. Perks of never being in a real relationship until now, and I have not been cheated on. Okay. Why did I feel the need to talk about that, guys? Ooh, what is going on today, guys? Like, that was just not giving. Guys, I don't know. Bitch, did you see that tweet? But it's not really a tweet. It was a post. Um, Let me get the correct post. Georgia teen faces nearly 24 felonies for allegedly threatening to kill Fulton County Sheriff over young thug and YSL arrests. This is a post from the shade room. Y'all know how I do with the shade room. So whether or not it's 100% true, we don't know. But I read the post on the shade room and this 18 year old is commenting under the Fulton County Sheriff's post or on an Instagram post talking about he wants to kill the, the sheriff, the wife and all this stuff. Look, you guys, I think everybody that watches constant podcast knows, but let me just say this. You don't know Young Thug, you don't know Gunna, you don't know YSL. Do not go do anything to defend their honor because you're going to end up like this. The niggas is watching the internet. The cops are the internet. You can't be saying too, 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 too much, okay? Now, this isn't the only person that's fully invested in the case of a celebrity. A lot of people dedicate their time and efforts to breaking down these cases that these celebrities are in. First of all, I personally have seen a lot of people on my timeline invested in the Young Thug thing, but y'all know who else? I have also seen a lot of people invested in the Meg The Stallion case too, Meg The Stallion and Tory Lanez. I have no points of views on either. I don't care too much about either, but I see a lot of people taking time to defend so-and-so's honor, to be there, to type all these this information about the case. Some people know the case page by page by page by page like it's an oj simpson case and it may as well it might just have that way i don't know i'm not that invested another celebrity case that a lot of people are invested in is the amber heard and johnny depp case now again i never really i i didn't really keep up with johnny depp shows or movies or whatever right so i wasn't invested in it at all but i did see that johnny first of all People are a little weird. Like this is a domestic violence case. And I saw a couple of videos of people waiting for the case, waiting like every day outside of the courthouse to see Johnny, scream Johnny, cheer Johnny on. I get it. Maybe that's the support that he needs. It's just a little weird. It's a little weird. I saw people giving gifts. and th- I don't know. 
time and a place, right? I don't know if that was necessarily the time or the place, but maybe that's what he needed. Let me not speak for him. People just be a little bit too invested. So as I was saying, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case, for anybody that doesn't know, because I barely know, but I do understand that it was a domestic violence case. Amber Heard said Johnny Depp abused her. It turns out that Johnny Depp was being abused. And I believe Amber Heard owes Johnny Depp like 15 mil, some shit like that. Johnny Depp won the case, okay? Now, this is what I have to say about the whole case from what I understand. This goes to any woman. Women, do not use your womanhood as an excuse to fucking throw a nigga under the bus, all right? I personally don't care if the nigga rubbed you the wrong way. I personally don't care what the fuck the nigga did. If he didn't do what you're alleging that he did, don't open your mouth and say it. This goes for domestic violence. This goes for sexual assault. There are so many people that are truly going through these things. And when you do the boy called wolf act, you're messing it up for those people. All right. People are less inclined to believe women when they really are experiencing these things because we got motherfuckers like Amber Heard that tell lies. Now, again, I wasn't invested in the case, but there were a lot of people that were, and a lot of people were breaking down why it was, why it was a lie. And a lot of people were exposing that it was a lie. And again, the jury concluded that Johnny Depp was the one being abused. So stop fucking lying. Y'all cannot, don't, you cannot be lying about rape and sexual or excuse me, you can't be lying about rape and you can't be lying about domestic violence. So just two things not to play around about. I don't know why you'd even over your mouth, open your mouth and say that you were experiencing those things if you weren't experiencing those things. Now, I encourage all women and even men, I encourage everybody to come forward and speak up if you are in an abusive relationship, whether it's sexually or domestically. Please speak up because the abuser needs to be tried and the abuser needs to be put to fucking jail. But if you have not been touched, don't lie and say that you have. You're sick in the head if you lie and say that you've been raped or domestically abused and you haven't been. That's not a joke. That's not a tee-hee-ha-ha thing. That's not a way to get back at your nigga or get back at your bitch. Anybody, please feel free to speak up, guys included, because I know there are a lot of guys that go through domestic violence and they don't speak up. I'm sure even sexual assault. I remember there was a video going around years ago, not even years ago, maybe last year, and it was a guy on, on Facebook Live getting beat up by his girlfriend. And everybody's lying saying, why is he sitting? Excuse me, everybody's laughing, questioning why the guy is sitting there. And it's like, you guys are asking the wrong fucking questions. Yes, we can ask why people get abused and stick around. But at the end of the day, why the fuck are you abusing? And really, what I want to know is why the fuck didn't he report it? So yes, ask your questions. But at the end of the day, everybody, please feel free to come forward about the shit that you're experiencing in your relationships. Because if people are fucking you up and fucking with you and hurting you, that needs to be exposed. That's not something you keep under wraps. And again, that's not something you lie about because fuck you. If you lie, you weird, you weird. That's why people don't believe that shit. But let's keep it real. If you got a friend and your friend is a sexual abuser or your friend is hitting on a girl or hitting on a guy, that's not cool. You got to hold them accountable. I don't have any friends that are rapists, but if I found out that I was friends with a rapist, I would have to go in on their ass. I'll also probably have to report them. I would probably have to give up the fuck, not even probably, I would give up the loyalty fucking flag, friendship, pact, whatever, 
that's just not cool. You don't make excuses for that. You don't make exceptions for that. And people make exceptions for the fucking rapist family member, the rapist friend. People make exceptions for the nigga that's hitting on a girlfriend. You sitting and you hanging out with somebody that's hitting on a girlfriend. You got to get it together. That's not cool. But anyways, you just as fucked as they are. And besides all that, fuck all y'all for uh, supporting it. That's just fucking tragic. That's just not right. And I was actually going to say, y'all making excuses and passes for these motherfuckers that are hurting people, whether it be rape or domestic violence. But y'all talking about you drawing the line at a homosexual character on TV and the nigga you breaking bread with is raping motherfuckers or the nigga you breaking bread with is is motherfucking hitting on his girl or... Your friend is hitting on her boyfriend, whatever the case may be. That's why I'm like, niggas need mental assessment tests. Niggas need to critically think and niggas need to be consistent. Start holding your friends and family members accountable if they doing dirty, fucked up shit. Just because they family, just because y'all got 10 plus years, just because you think they wouldn't do it. If there's proof that they did it or if there's speculation that they did it, you need to start assessing. And back to the speculation. Please come forward with it as soon as it happens. I know it's a scary thing to do, but please come forward with it. And do not lie if you coming forward with it. I'm not saying everybody's lying because I don't believe that everybody's lying. But we got motherfuckers like Amber Heard that will try to flip the script. Don't do that. Okay. Now, all of this, the Amber Heard thing I'm saying is alleged. I don't know the depths of that, but it just brought me to this point. I think it was important that I addressed it. Okay. This really has me thinking about what do we do to the people that lie about getting raped? What do we do about the people that lie about getting fucking abused? What do we do about the women or the people that lie about that lie on black people? What do we do to the liars? Y'all know I hate liars. I think liars need some consequences. There need to be some repercussions for lying to the law and putting someone else's life at stake. Um, okay, let's talk about the rapists. If you lie about getting raped or sexually assaulted, now I'm going to be honest. I don't necessarily believe in sending people to jail. I really don't. I don't like the concept of jail. I don't ever want to stay out of my mouth, put this person in jail, but <clears throat> to the liars, the accusers that know damn well, they were not raped, abused, whatever, whatever. They got to take some motherfucking course or something. There has to be some time that these people serve to get their mind right. Because like I said, you fucked in the head if you thought lying was okay. You are literally willing to lie and jeopardize someone's life, well-being, mental state of mind to get back at them. I don't even know why you would want to lie and put someone in jail wrongfully. But there needs to be something needs to be done. Arrest them motherfuckers and put them in motherfucking. I think that they should, like I said, I don't want to say send them to jail. Although sending them to jail would, sending them to jail would be ideal if jail wasn't a fucked up place. But jail is so fucked up. There needs to be a, some type of rehabilitation course that they take to get their system right. They mental right. They need to be evaluated because that's not okay. You can't just be letting them off after they done lied and put someone in jail for a long period of time. There are people in jail that didn't even commit a crime, but somebody lied on them, so now they're serving time. Not okay. The justice system is fucked. There needs to be repercussions for the people that lie. Bitch, until I can come up with a good enough answer, send their asses to jail. Okay, 
send their asses to fucking jail. If you lie on a motherfucker and say somebody touched you and they didn't touch you and you know damn well they didn't touch you, send their ass to jail. I don't know. Lying about rape, lying about a crime, lying about something that could really get somebody locked up and having them do serious time calls for some serious repercussions. That's not how you get back at somebody after they did you fucking wrong. It's just not. Speaking of, why the fuck did I see a woman throwing her mom's, throwing her ex-boyfriend's mom's ashes in a river because the boyfriend cheated on her? I'm not even going to give that too much attention and time because, bitch, you stupid. And that had to have been a lie. You must have just typed that for clout. I got to believe that because ain't no way you thought that that was a smart decision. Next. We're going to run a brief intermission, okay, you guys? <laughs> we'll run the brief intermission. We'll come back and talk more shit, and then we'll end today's podcast. Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, I am back. Um, let's get into Let's Get Deep. I feel like I don't have too much to say. So we're going to get in this box and pull out some cards. What's something that always makes you laugh? Mm. My dog, he just always says something that's so funny. Even when he's not trying to be funny, he's just funny. Like, he's a funny guy. My dog is hilarious. I pull out a card, but I can't answer that question. When have you been the unluckiest? I don't think I've ever been unlucky in a situation. I feel like my whole life is just full of luck. I don't have not one thing that I can think of that makes me feel like I was unlucky. Yeah, no. Y'all want to know something so crazy? I have a birthmark here. You can barely see it. I have a birthmark on my armpit. And it's like, um, it's one of those birthmarks that's lighter than you are. Like, it's just lighter than me. I don't know. Um, it's really small. I don't think you guys can see it. Anyways, when I was younger, I used to feel very unlucky because... I wanted my whole body to be that color. I recently thought about it. I looked at it in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I remember like hoping that one day it would spread so that my whole body could turn light skin. But I was also fearful of like vitiligo because I'd seen Michael Jackson. So I was like, I hope if it does, you know, if I do turn light skin, I wanted my whole body to turn light skin as opposed to just like blotches and patches and things like that. I was really young thinking that. I don't think I ever even shared that with anybody. I just remember like every day checking it, not every day, every so often checking it and feeling like hopefully I turn this color. But then I would also be afraid that it would turn into vitiligo. So I think I felt unlucky then, but I don't feel like that anymore. I don't know when I stopped caring about this thing on my armpit. I think, I don't know, like when I look at it now, it's so small. But I remember when I was younger, I used to be so insecure about it. Like if I was playing basketball at recess or something and I had a short sleeve shirt that showed my armpits, I would like fake throw the ball so that nobody would be able to see the birthmark. But to the people listening on YouTube, I just showed you guys my armpit and I don't think you guys could see it. It's amazing how in our youth, not even in our youth, just perception, we can really convince ourselves 
to perceive something away when it's not even like that. It's crazy. I don't know how I got out of that funk or concern. I'm happy I did. I do not want to be light-skinned. There's nothing wrong with being light-skinned. I really feel for the girls that feel like they can't boast in their beauty as a light-skinned woman. Um, I used to be very fucking... Like, I remember one time I told my girlfriend, you'll never understand what it's like to be dark-skinned. Like, you can't complain about being black, shit like that. And I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I probably felt like that until I started... I feel like in watching Don't Call Me White Girl, I became more... I don't even... I'm going to give the credit to her a little bit, but I don't know, like, when I actually stopped caring. Because I remember I made that statement to my girlfriend, like, back in, like, 2017. Um, I know in watching Don't Call Me White Girl, she's a very fair-skinned black woman. It just made me more sensitive to the fact that, like, lights... Oh, actually, you know what? It was the Angela Yee's lip service that I watched. And they were all light-skinned sharing their experiences. And I believe Don't Call Me White Girl was in that episode. And anyways, they were just speaking about how they could never voice how they felt as black women. And so now at this point in my life, it really opened my eyes to see that dark-skinned people aren't the only people that have gone through trials and t- tribulations. And it, and I think, not even I think, I've always known this, light-skinned, dark-skinned, brown-skinned, whatever. I don't even know what really brown skin is. Like, I just have it at dark-skinned, light-skinned. Black is black. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a nigga before anything to anybody outside of the niggas. So, it, it is what it is. There's nothing to worry about, nothing to sit about. But I did used to be very unfair and very biased towards light-skinned people. I feel like they never understood what I was going through. Um, I grew up with a lot of, like, lighter-skinned friends. And so, over time, I think that also helped me just stop caring, too. I don't think I was ever really, like... I think that's when I started to realize, okay, niggas is niggas is niggas is niggas. Like, I don't really care about the whole colorism thing or or I don't care about any of it. I can acknowledge that it exists, but I can also acknowledge that it has never hindered me from getting anywhere. I've talked about it before on this podcast. I don't know. Um, Yeah, how do we get into that? I don't know. But let's get back in here. To all my light-skinned girls, you guys are valid. You guys are beautiful. You guys are old. It is okay with me if you say that you are beautiful. And it is okay with me. If you attribute your skin to your beauty, your beauty to your skin. Like I say that I'm a beautiful black woman, a beautiful dark skin woman. You are, I don't care if you say you're a beautiful light skin woman. I don't care if you say you're a beautiful Hispanic. I don't care what the fuck you say. You beautiful, however you want to describe it, however, whatever you want to describe it. Just understand that no one is better than anyone else. And that's how I feel. I really don't care about shit. Like, they canceled Queen Nigel over some shit that she said. Like, I could just, I just feel like um, everybody speaks from their experiences. Maybe some don't articulate it in a way that's tasteful to others. But at the end of the day, if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. I don't know. I'm just so open to, like, shit now. Okay. And the Queen Nigel thing, I don't know in depth of what she said. So y'all don't get on here talking about Queen. I don't care. At the end of the day, everybody love yourself. Understand that you are beautiful and your beauty is no better than anyone else's beauty. We're all beautiful. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Your skin color is beautiful. Black girls, you are beautiful. Black is black. And if we ain't black, baby, you whack. Just kidding. Am I really? I don't know. Doesn't matter. What's your favorite way to spend time as a family? Let me take that back. If you ain't black, you ain't whack. But if you black, black don't crack. And because black don't crack, honey, we ain't whack. I like that. What is your favorite way to spend time as a family? My favorite way to spend time with my family is we don't really actually spend time together. I love when we go out to eat, but we go out to eat maybe like once a year. We don't really spend time together. We live together. So that's cool. The fact that I can see them every day is enough for me. 
Mm. Okay, let's end today's episode. Yes, I'm like sitting here trying to think that I go over everything I wanted to go over with you guys. I think I did. So we're going to wrap it up and I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Please leave me a review and a rating after today's show. I hope you guys are commenting down below. I hope you guys are engaging. I hope you guys are fucking with the show. I hope you guys are fucking with my outfits. I hope you guys already know what to do by now. Follow me on Instagram at Constance the Pop. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pop. Follow my personal pages at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. Subscribe to my personal YouTube, Black Mocha. That way you can see my month of May vlog. If you want your music featured on this podcast, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. Screenshot this, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at ConstanceThePod. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Do not forget that this is a visual podcast, so you can definitely watch me on YouTube, and you can also listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other podcast streaming platforms. I will see you guys in tomorrow's episode.